Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's begin now. Jay Bigley's still here. He won't go home. He lives here. Yeah. He had the worst possible lights you could have on in the studio. The interrogated, like, detective lights that just blind your eyes out. It's like he's trying to intimidate himself in there. Like the limpest microphone in the world. It just, like, sags down every time. I don't know what Fesco's done to this thing. Or the sex machine's done to it. Try Bluetooth. No. Hurt my hands. You like sex? I thought so. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. What about that guy's doing at 2 a.m.? You know he's awake. Taking laps. 50 hours consecutively on 610 Sports Radio. I'm pretty sure I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure I'm going on about four hours of sleep in the last 48 hours. Next time my boss thinks that this is a great idea, because it is, eh, I'd like to, like, maybe pick which hours you get to do sometimes. Yeah, maybe. That, that sounds pretty nice hey, right about that. Really but good for you? You're going to do 2 to 6. That's awesome in the morning. Yeah, it was like, thank you. It's always been my dream to do 2 to 6. Yeah, you have the drive from 2 to 6, and then you have the sleep from 2 to 6 a.m. That's us. Pinkley thought 10 to 2 was the day shift. He signed up right away. He was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sign 10, me up. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Get home safe, Jay. Take care, brother. Get that voice back, man. Drink some Epsom salt. Not really, but drink some, like, salt and honey. Stop drinking bangs, man. Energy drink is literally taking away your esophagus. Like, start drinking honey and hot tea. Like, I just think that, like, Binkley won't do that because he feels like it's not masculine enough to, like, drink hot tea and honey. If Binkley wants to do something with his voice... Drink a damn hot toddy. Go pour some Crown Royal in a coffee cup and put it in your in your microwave. My God. Night. Welcome back to Biggie Night. Yeah. Oh, God, what a great drop that was. See you, Kramer. Kramer's kind of been on that same schedule. Nobody like our schedule, though, Nick Price. No. Like, there is not one person. Like, it would have been a really funny idea, which for us it would have been funny. But for, like, our boss and the station to see, like, how many... Like, we should have done, like, two shots of NyQuil before coming on the air just to see who how would, who how would long make we it last? to the end. Yeah. There's no way that we would both make it Not at a this chance. point. No. Our, compl- our combined hours of sleep in the last 48 hours is seven. Mm-hmm. You've gotten four, I think, and I've gotten three. Yeah. I think that's where we're currently at. I mean, I got to say, like, yesterday I was doing great because I had woke up at 7 a.m., went out to the game, and then went and watched the Packers-Diners game in my house, got some dinner and everything, Mm kind of laid down on my bed but didn't really fall asleep. But I was still riding that adrenaline from being at the game and realizing that the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, The adrenaline only lasts so long, though, man. Yeah, like, yesterday was really easy. Like, there's times in your career – where, like, you're going to have those cliche, quote-unquote, like, gut-check moments where it's like, how bad do you want it? 
How crazy do you think you can get with it? This is that time. Like, right now <laughs> is that time where, like, I'm looking myself in the mirror and I'm like, you do know that it's 10 p.m. and you're going to work and you've slept for three hours in the last 48. And it's just like, yeah. like Well, we're, and we're the guys who used to do the the early show up yeah, in Adam over on right, 1660. On too. our sister station. But it was like one day a week. Yeah. And it was Sundays at 6 a.m. like, yeah, okay. I guess like I won't go out on Saturday night. That's okay. Yeah, really but this is like plan for. This is like, uh, you know, like I guess I just won't sleep. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like explaining this schedule when we got it a week ago to my friends and like i didn't really sink in their reaction at the time at the time but they're like so what do you have to do again i was like okay so here it is so sunday the pregame starts at 12 it goes till two then we do the post game show from basically like five o'clock until eight and then it starts and they're like what starts i was like then like we go back on the air at 2 a.m until 6 a.m like, oh, that's not bad because then you can sleep after that. No. No, no, no. I've got to go to my real other job and work that until about 3.30 p.m. They're like, okay, so where do you sleep at that time? Between 7 and 9. Then they go, okay, well, then what are you doing for the other radio show that continues to 50 hours? Oh, that's funny you ask. We're doing that from 2 to 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. They look at me and they're like, good God. I'm like, oh, no, it's easy. It's good. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's great. We've hit that stride. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's kind of our introduction. We thank you all in Kansas City. For those of you that are still awake, I've yet to see a car drive by. Yesterday morning. We got a text, though. We've already got one. LOL. I rolling. I rolling. Yep. I don't know if, like, that's I rolling, like this is annoying banter, or, like, I'm rolling with you. Um, yesterday morning, it was a lot easier for a lot of people to get their day going because the Chiefs were coming off the victory against the Titans. Like anything in sports, I give it the 24-hour rule, whether it's a great win or a terrible loss. After the 24 hours, you've kind of got to let that game go, dissect it a little bit more, and just realize that it's now time to move on. We did that two years ago with the AFC Championship game where they lost to New England. The, last, the 24 hours following it were terrible. They were mind-boggling because you still were trying to figure out how to not sound like a homer to tell people that the overtime rules suck. How to They're, not just be, like, really sad about right. what just happened and, then, and, like, actually, like, break it down. Right. And, like, you also have to tell yourself, like, people are like, well, you're not talking about overtime this year because we didn't get there. We'd have to worry about overtime this year. But if we did, and even if, like, let's say Ryan Tannehill didn't touch the ball in overtime, it would still be a flawed system. It still is a flawed overtime. Then you think about this game where you beat the Tennessee Titans. And you think to yourself, okay, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City is about to be really, really fun for about two weeks. And then probably the week after, if they win, if there's a parade. And then you start to tell yourself, oh, my God, if we look at it past just the win, past just where they're going to Miami, there's a lot of the Chiefs are probably the freshest team in an NFL that continues to have some of the best production when it comes to rolling over. I don't mean rolling over to die. I mean staying fresh and no longer being stale. You see that in a lot of other industries. Right now, baseball is about as stale as a crouton. Oh, yeah. Nobody likes it. It's boring. They don't understand scheduling. Like the Royals play their first game on March 26th in Kansas City or in Chicago. It's one of the two. 
And I don't need to tell you what it's like on March 26th. It's cold. Should be a nice wet. warm day for some baseball, right? Not unless the earth is on fire, which it almost is there. I'm not going to get political. But the thing about the but thing about the Chiefs, and when you look past after winning the AFC Championship, is like, okay, the Chiefs can be the next fresh face of the NFL. The NFL is old at times. You look at the numbers, and I don't want to go over them because they're old and boring, of who represented the AFC when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, and it was Brady or Flacco or Manning or Roethlisberger for, like, the last 15 years. And you're just like, every year, New England's in the Super Bowl, and you're like, I don't really want to watch it. I just want to see if somebody can beat New England. And then somehow New England makes it interesting because it's Tom Brady, and now he's going for his – 18th ring in his 15th appearance or in his 25th appearance and you look at these type of things and you think to yourself something new has to happen it's getting stale and you think of all the time that has gone on in the NFL in the last 15 years and people watch it and they think to themselves my god I can't do this anymore and now here's the Chiefs and the Chiefs are now the new fad They're the fresh item in the grocery store. They're the fresh loaf of bread in your pantry. They're not crusty. They're not stale. They're not lazy. It's something new, and it's something exciting. It's not baby Yoda hype, right? right? It's not something that we've seen before, but is like the next coming of it because you haven't seen this type of team before. The Denver Broncos weren't really that fresh of a flash when it came with Peyton Manning leading them to the Super Bowl. It was just Peyton Manning still having talent with a team that has yeah. a good offense because of Peyton Manning. They it was didn't Peyton have, and defense. Yeah, it was Von Miller who was absolutely out of his mind as an edge rusher and Peyton Manning. You didn't have guys like Travis Kelsey who were exciting, loud, colorful, um, talented. You have guys like Tyreek Hill who are out here saying that nobody can cover us and is super, super insanely fast. You didn't have guys like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a different style of quarterback than what Peyton Manning was. I don't think I've ever seen Peyton Manning run a 27-yard touchdown in the playoffs and score and flex and shake and dust off his jersey. Probably would have taken him like three minutes to run that 30 yards. Right. Now, where Peyton Manning was fresh, where Patrick Mahomes isn't, is that Peyton Manning was just hilarious off the field. So they were able to use that personality to kind of keep him fresh. Tom Brady, same thing. You remember when the Patriots won? He had replaced Drew Bledsoe. He had the pose on the podium where he's shaking his head with his hands on top of his hat, backwards hat, confetti falling. And everybody's like, oh, this Tom Brady story is really interesting. He went like in the sixth round. He was a good quarterback at Michigan, but never really got the spotlight. And now you're seeing this with the Chiefs. And we'll get to this in the next segment because it's kind of a piggyback type of segment. But when it comes to the Chiefs, and you look at the NFL, people look to other things, and they say, what's something new that we can have? And when you thought about when the Chiefs played the Chicago Bears, and you thought to yourself, well, there's a possibility they could flex this game. No, because the NFL knows what the product of the NFL is, and that is Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Everybody talked about it the weeks leading up to the playoffs, that the top five teams in the NFL that ran the ball were all in the playoffs. It was like Seattle, and it was San Francisco, and 
it was the Baltimore Ravens, and people were like, well, the Chiefs don't run the ball. No, because the Chiefs are an anomaly. They're an outlier. They're exciting. They're fast. They have this huge, lovable, gullible, nice teddy bear style coach. They have this quarterback that has octopus arms when it comes to throwing the football. They have fast receivers. They have an, like just an awesome offense fast. It's crazy. It's electric. And like, here's this new product. And like everybody else, everybody's reaching out for it. You may not realize that it's that popular because you've been around it for two whole years now in the NFL, but people around you, like the Collinsworths, the Al Michaels, the Mike Tarikos, all those guys, when they're watching this, they're going, boy, that team, that's fun, and that team's fresh because they haven't done it very long. Well, look at, like, every sport, too. What do people want to see nowadays? They want to yeah. see points. They want to see more points. They want to see offense. Like, everybody hated last year's Super Bowl because what was it? Like, what was it, like 16 to 3 or something like that? But that's not what sells in the NFL anymore. What right. sells are... You know, seven straight touchdown drives, right. huge comebacks, 50-point games, all that kind of stuff, and that's exactly what the Chiefs bring to you. And they bring that big play threat, and now they've got a bunch of guys on this team that are gaining this right. confidence, and they're they're talking a lot of trash, but they're backing it up too. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's headline material for the NFL. They love it. And the other thing that's great is that when you knock off what used to be like the face of the NFL and what used to be the product of the image that it was the NFL with Tom Brady and the Patriots and all that, and you're the team that can dethrone that, and then all of a sudden you look like not just a mistake, but somebody that deserves to be here, that's where it gets even better because it's like, hey, like you said, and we have a topic about this too, about writing checks that your body can't cash. The Chiefs are doing the opposite. They're writing checks and they're cashing them. They're not just out here saying all this stuff and then going under the wayside. That's where it's different with this type of time in the NFL. And right now, the time of the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl, and they're way, way more exciting than the team that they're playing in the San Francisco 49ers. And the way that I can describe it is that now you have a car with the flashy paint job. Everybody's got a car. It may not be as cool as yours, but it's pretty loud. It's really fast, and everyone's attracted to it. And Patrick Mahomes is driving that car. And in that car is Kelsey and Hill, and McCole Hardman, and the defense is in there too, Frank Clark, all those guys. They know what the product is. Enjoy it while it lasts. Because right now, the price of fun is on the house of the nation. But eventually, it's going to be just you that's enjoying it. What's that movie, Role Models? With Sean William Scott yeah. and Paul Rudd? I think Saturday when we do Out of Bounds, we'll probably do like a celebrity uh, tournament bracket between the top celebrities of the Niners fans versus the Chiefs. There's a lot of good ones on both sides, man. There is. There is. Some that'll surprise you and break your heart. They ought to choose against them. CJ, apparently you've been listening since the end of the game. What say you, CJ? Man, I had some gates when the game started. I just got a bunch of gates because I knew I was chilling. Okay. Hey, man, uh, I've What's been up? sitting in the spot just listening to you guys after the game was over, soaking all in. And really, I have not got out of my chair. And this gate has been sitting here with me. This old, crusty, mm. old fries that are left. Uh, I bet it's I still actually, fire. You know what, man? I ate the last rib probably like two hours ago, man. And it was yeah. still phenomenal, man. Believe it. Man, it's just, it's a, it's just so 
like touching me to see uh, uh, the Clarks uh, be able to uh, host uh, Daddy's Trophy home, baby. That's yeah, right. That, that, that was that, that was so phenomenal. Another thing that was been inspiring to me the whole season is uh, number ten, man. That guy is just when I see him, I just feel like I want to do better with my life. That's when, right. You know, he he you know they call him the cheetah. I think he's more like Sonic. You know, he's just like a ball of energy waiting for the ball to hike, and he's just going to blast by everybody. I think he really got it going with his scores. And now he's he out here collecting it. rings. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And uh, number 26, man, uh, it seems, he, he's already good to me, you know, you, you know, but it seems like he elevates in the playoffs, in, in the postseason. And uh, so all this inspir- inspiration to me, man, is just really, I th- you know, I thought it all so good. And now I'm talking to you guys, I got to sit back down again, man, and I'm out of barbecue. I'm out of beer. I'm out of got to go back to work a couple of days, man. So I guess I'm just going to lay back and let you guys work and uh, listen to you guys for the next, what, like two more days? You guys got like two more days left on this? Yeah, we got about another three and a half hours, and then it kind of ends with the 50 consecutive hours. But, CJ, man, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, soaking all this in. I have no idea what the hell you're going to do if this team wins the Super Bowl, but you might want to get two presidential platters from Gates to last you for that. <laughs> Yeah, right, man. Might just uh, rock in for the whole summer and just wait till they put some banners up, and then it'll all like really be reality. Yeah, I'll come over there. And eat, I'll come over there and eat it with you, man. Uh, yeah, also, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't have a big, pretty TV and nice uh, homes, anything like that, man. But you always welcome, man. Uh, That's all right. I can be entertaining for you. I promise. <laughs> Take care. Hey, I really enjoy listening, man. Take care, CJ. Thanks for the call. Uh, it's been crazy. I'm telling you, man. It's a different time to be alive in Kansas City. I was. Just cutting my teeth in 2014 and 15 when it came to working at 610 Sports Radio. I remember going to the parade with uh, with former coworkers that worked here. I remember kind of soaking it all in. I'm like, CJ, man, you just kind of don't know what's going on. You're just kind of, you know, you're living for the moment. One thing I want to let people know is that when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked last segment about how it's no longer stale when it comes to the Patriots, Steelers, Broncos, Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, Flacco type of numbers. What I want to talk to you about now is that since it is not, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, we are almost there. And this is when I can say we. Because the Chiefs are not my team. I do not play for the Kansas City Chiefs, but when I talk about we, I mean the media and I mean the demographic of Kansas City. And I want to prepare people for this. But the NFL is new to the Chiefs. And what I mean by that is that the Chiefs have not been a team that is, like we said, the top dog in the league. You need to enjoy this year as the favorite of the NFL. And when I mean favorite, I don't mean according to Vegas. I mean that if you go around and ask people outside of the Bay that there's going to be people that are going to say, you know what, I really like this Patrick Mahomes kid. I really like Andy Reid's he's never got it done legacy story. I really like the fact that Clark Hunt, like like CJ just said, that Clark Hunt brought home his daddy's trophy to Arrowhead, that the Chiefs have never won an AFC championship game. All of this is new. Nobody's seen the Chiefs strive in this type of light. But if you think about it from a whole, Let's break it down. Let's take something big and make it small. You've won four consecutive AFC West titles. People in Kansas City don't care about AFC West championship t-shirts. Those are done. You have enough of those. You've now been to -to back-to-back AFC championship games. Okay? 
That's new to Kansas City. That's something that people are going to be like, if it happens again next year, it's going to be like, dude, is this going to be the way every year the Chiefs right. are just going to be the team in the AFC? Maybe. And not every one of it, not everyone is aware of what they are, but it's coming. And I get it. The locals know because, well, duh, it's your team right. and you, you ride watch or it. die with this team. And that's the way this team is. And the thing about this team moving forward is the fact that other people are going to try and say things to you that really don't make sense. And my example is Marcellus Wiley said this today about Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Is he clearly the best in the NFL? No, not clearly, not at all. Um, one, you owe us all an apology for wearing that wig today. <laughs> way too real up there, ain't it? And look, I understand why you almost cheated. And I don't have a receipt to say if you did or not. Because <laughs> Lamar is fine, ain't he? The way that dude plays is next level. Tempted you and the family was going to give up on all of that for Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to tell you why you wanted to go there. I'm going to do a year-to-year comparison to prove that this is not clearly Patrick Mahomes. This is NFL. where it gets stupid. Rookie year. Who had a better rookie year? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Mahomes sat. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. You know what? So we're going to give that edge to Lamar Jackson, right? Second year, who had a better year? We were just up here for weeks saying statistically and by impact, oh, Lamar Jackson probably had the best year we've seen at the quarterback position. So we can even say 2-0 in terms of first rookie year, second year, Lamar Jackson. Now we're starting to pour on some gravy for Patrick Mahomes because he's in his third year. We haven't seen the evolution of Lamar Jackson in his third year. But, but pouring on that gravy... Notice the ingredients of what you're pouring on. A lesser version of Patrick Mahomes actually has this team going farther because of the play of the defense. And even in Patrick Mahomes' greatness, he's starting to learn a lesson from Lamar Jackson and lean into his running ability to close that gap. So as insane as Patrick Mahomes is with his arm talent, is as insane as Lamar Jackson is with his mobility. And if you want to say what's the difference between those two guys... I think that Lamar Jackson is closer as a passer to Patrick Mahomes than Patrick Mahomes is as a runner to Lamar Jackson. Maybe he didn't see the run. Maybe he didn't see that in back-to-back playoff games, Mahomes has ran for 50 yards because he can throw for 300, he could run for 50, but that's just what you're going to get when you're the best quarterback in all of the land. Patrick Mahomes is the best football player in the NFL, and it's not close. The point is, the haters are going to come out. They're coming. And you I'm trying be, to tell you. You've got to be prepared for it. They're going to come out. They're going to talk about your team. Now, people started to hate the Patriots. It was obvious. They were glorified cheaters. They were loophole finders. There was PEDs rolling around. Bill Belichick is just the most bland piece they gave of cardboard. You to hate him. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can't hate Andy Reid. You can hate Patrick Mahomes because you don't have him, and you can be like, right, well, because voice he beats is... your team all the yeah. time. And you can be like, oh, his voice is annoying. Like, he's just not, it's like, you can't hate him for that. I understand why people hate the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones makes it easy. They were good for a long time. People didn't hate him in the early 90s before they started running off titles. They ran off three straight titles, not three straight titles, but they ran off three Super Bowl titles. And all of a sudden, people are like, all right. I'm done with the, I'm done with Dallas. I don't care anymore. And, you know, Michael Irvin had his fun. Emmett Smith, I don't think, was really ever truly hated. Troy Aikman, I mean, he wasn't really flashy. He didn't do a lot of stuff. He was attractive. So, like, people's, you know, 
they, they found that kind of appealing for Troy Aikman. But Jerry Jones kind of makes it easy for them to hate. You look at the Clemson Tigers in college football. They have now gone to what? Every single national championship that they've had since the playoffs started. And now people are like, I don't really know if I like Clemson Tigers anymore. It's kind of boring. They don't really do it for me. You look at Alabama in college football. We're tired of Alabama. You look at the Golden State Warriors. Everybody loved them when they started. And then all of a sudden it was like, ah, I don't like this Steph Curry guy. He chooses. Like, you're finding little things to nitpick because of the dominance that they display in their sport. That's what's coming with Kansas City if this continues. Like I've said, four consecutive AFC West titles, back-to-back AFC championship games. That's really not that heard of unless it was New England or Denver or teams like that that just consistently won. Indianapolis back in the mid-2000s, early 2000s. And I hate to tell you NFL fans, but the Chiefs' flame and the way that they burn this now is the NFL loves a flash in the pan. The NFL loves that quick, like, oh, my God, this is interesting. Like, they love Derrick Henry. was running all over people. It was just impossible to tackle. But if Derrick Henry did that for five, six years, people are like, oh, great, awesome. Like, they're going to do this every single year. It's just Derrick Henry. He's going to run over people. But the Chiefs aren't a flash in the pan. The, the Chiefs are an eternal burning flame that's not going anywhere for any time soon with the talent they have on the field, the young age that they have, and the contracts they have locked up. This team's not going anywhere. Before we go to break, Rosario, Brett Veach, what say you? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? We're doing well, man. How are you? All right, man. I want to make a comment about Brett Veach. Yeah. This man has done a great job general managing and everything like that. You know, especially the signings with Tyron Matthew right. and Frank Clark. But I just want to get ahead and say something about Bear Reach. His best signing was his not signing. Right. Remember in the beginning of the year how all of us Chiefs fans was panicking, oh my gosh, we need we need a uh, um um cornerbacks. No, we need yeah, we need a cornerback. We yeah. need uh Jana Ramsey, right. Darius Slay, and we was gonna have to give up two ones and pay all of these guys. Right. We didn't do that. We still have our money, and we still have our draft picks. So big credit to Brett Veach. Big shout-out to Brett Veach for not panicking, for basically having faith in Steve Spagnuolo to get the defense straight. And, you know, we got this, and we are here to get ahead and stay for the next decade easily. Shout-out to the Chiefs. Right on, Rosario. Thank you. Stay safe in New York, man. The other thing, we talked about it last night. If you joined us from 2 to 6 a.m., or I guess yesterday morning, I'm so lost. I feel drunk and I'm sober. I, I swear to God, I haven't had anything to say. I will say this. Craig Stout said something very interesting last night, and that was that Brett Veach didn't even get nominated for general manager of the year. It was John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers, which makes sense. They won four games last year. They won the number one seed. They're going right. to the Super Bowl. That makes sense. I get it. Now, what I will say is that it's coming with Brett Veach because so many people are just caught up in the fact that it's Andy Reid, it's Andy Reid, it's Andy Reid. Well, like we said last night, Ned Yost has now been able, not Ned Yost, Andy Reid has taken a page from Ned Yost where he's letting other people delegate what they do, and he's taken a back seat, and it's made his career better. Coming up on the other side of the break, we're already over 30 minutes into this show, we're off at 6 a.m., and then the guys from Fesco in the morning take over, and your 50 consecutive hours just rolls into your normal slate. But what I will say about the Chiefs is that, yes, they're the team in the future, but it's no longer about 12. It's about 15.
back in on 610 Sports Radio as we give you 50 consecutive hours for celebrating 50 consecutive years with the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Um, just doing this thing on Twitter, the Picky Eater Contest. You get a point for everything you won't eat. I feel proud. My number's like five. Yeah, like, I haven't counted mine up yet, but mine's like, a little bit more than that. It's probably like seven to yeah. nine or so. The things that I won't eat on this list is like snails, tofu. Um, I'm with you on tofu. Yeah, it just yeah. tastes like it just feels like foam. Uh, I don't like coconut. I don't like onions. I don't like Nutella. I'm not a big yogurt eater. I don't God, like olives. Brandon Kylie is a huge yogurt eater. I don't like grapes either. Like, is that I, weird? I don't know. I mean, I drink wine, so I mean, I kind of like grapes. Well, okay, if that counts, then. That's fine. Uh, to the callers in tonight, thanks for joining us. We are on till 6 a.m. Um, hey, Dusty, has Skip Bayless not learned his lesson on doubting the Chiefs yet? It's your boy, Shada. Um, so that's interesting. Like, Jay Binkley, who is um, never wrong, by the way. He's always right. Deals in facts. Thinks that Skip Bayless is an idiot. But Skip Bayless is a very smart man. And I mean this because he says things that get under people's skin and creates content with it, whether he believes it or not. You think he really throws away Dallas Cowboy jerseys and slams his trash can? Absolutely not. You think that he truly, truly believes that Tim Tebow can still be a great quarterback? No. But people like Jay Binkley will go on a postgame show and go on an absolute tyrant about it because he's done his job. And if you don't believe me that he does his job well, go look at his net worth. ESPN and Fox Sports, whoever wants to employ that man, is going to because he makes people listen. Stephen A. Smith makes $10 million a year. $10 million a year because of the content that he provides. This is an entertainment industry. You don't necessarily have to be the Nick Wrights of the world, the Danny Parkins of the world, where, like, what you say is factual. Right. That has officially now been dead. You can just be entertaining, and you can literally be considered smart. Your takes might not seem smart, but they're smart because of what you're creating. So, yes, I get it. There's a lot of hate towards Skip Bayless because he knows how to attack people. That's just what he does, and it makes him very, very rich. Um, yeah, I mean, just, like, look at the Internet. When you scroll through your Twitter, if you follow oh, yeah. a lot of sports accounts or a lot of people that follow right. sports, it's Skip Bayless, it's Stephen A. GIFs and Stephen A. videos and stuff. They're just right. doing their job. That's what they do. That's what they get paid to do. Yeah. They're heels of sports entertainment. They get paid good money because they stay relevant and they make content that gets you to listen to it. Speaking of something that's going to keep somebody very relevant and make them a lot of money going forward, I don't know what the percentages are. That's bad research on myself. But Mahomes is now the leader in merchandise sales. Another Steph Curry composition. Composition. Another Steph Curry comparison. There we go. Is coming your way. You remember about five years ago? Maybe it was about four years ago, and you're walking around maybe like a amusement park, or you're walking around your local shopping center, or you're at the grocery store, and you're in the middle of Kansas City, and you're telling yourself, who in the hell is this Curry kid that all these like young kids are wearing this jersey of? Steph Curry, because Steph Curry had the most popular jersey sold because of how popular he was with the youth and the people that followed basketball. Because I know that there's a lot of you out there that don't think that the NBA exists, which is fair. You don't have an NBA team. You don't really care about basketball. You want to be a college basketball expert. College basketball is very, very stale right now as well. 
Who's the number one team in the college basketball land? Baylor, right? They're mm-hmm. good, but I mean, that's where I mean, we're at. I mean, they beat Oklahoma by like four points tonight. Who else did they beat? I don't want to talk. Where did they beat them at? We're talking Chiefs oh, okay. um, for 50 hours straight that's, here, Dusty. Okay. So uh, can we get back on the rundown? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, yeah. We can talk about it on Saturday. No, no. No, yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's fine. But, like, when it comes to merchandise in the NFL, it was always like Tom Brady has the number one selling jersey or Rob Gronkowski has one of the top selling jerseys. Mm-hmm. I think at one point Cam Newton's jersey was starting to get there. And then his career kind of fizzled out after that Super Bowl when Von Miller ripped his soul out of his body uh, on that football and that, and that Super Bowl game. But you think about how Mahomes is now becoming not only the face to many experts as the future of the NFL. And I want to say on first things first this morning, maybe it wasn't first things first. I think it might have been first take. I think the topic was, is Mahomes the best athlete? Like, that's where we're at right now. It's like, is Patrick Mahomes the number one athlete when it comes to sports? Not just football. Football, I think it's a slam dunk. I mean, I think that you could have a lot of people say that Lamar Jackson, like, athletic ability-wise, is the best. But I think when it comes to, like, what Mahomes brings to the sport and how crazy, wickedly talented he is, it's like that John Travolta clip when he's introducing the lady that sings the song Let It Go from Frozen. The wickedly talented. Like, that's where Mahomes is. And, like, now it's starting to affect merchandise sales because it all goes back to Madden. Madden, to me, is one of the top three most popular games in the world. I would assume that it's probably, like, Fortnite, Madden, and either FIFA or some sort of, like, Call of Duty game, right? Some first-person shooter game where you can get online with your friends and just go out and go, you know, ham on a war front. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the kids out there, like, I have Snapchat. And a lot of my friends have kids these days. And most of their pictures are the kids are wearing the headbands from grocery stores that have the fuzzy hair on top, and they're wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I can tell you right now, I don't wear jerseys, but I'm probably going to buy a Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl authentic jersey so that in my man cave, I've got something to display. Because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Super Bowl 54. It's 2020, and that's who the NFL is really starting to push forward. And again, parents like Mahomes. So if kids like Mahomes and parents like Mahomes, it's a perfect combination. What do you want for your birthday, Scotty? Well, I'd really like a Mahomes jersey. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, as if, like, you might have been like, "Uh, I really like Frank Clark. Your parents are going to be like, "Uh, yeah, Frank's nice, but he's got, like, some language in some post-game press conferences Mm -hmm. where – I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my parents were like, you're not wearing any Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts. Yeah, I mean, like, there was one time, it was after Kobe Bryant got in all the trouble. I came downstairs ready for school, my Kobe 8 jersey. Right. My parents made me change. Yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah. Stay out of Colorado. And if you think about it, if Karen's kid gets a Mahomes jersey, well, then Nancy's going to want her kid to have a Mahomes jersey. And just like everything else, when you're a young kid, you go to school, you're like, oh, man, all my friends have a Mahomes jersey. What's going to make that kid's day on Christmas? Getting him a Mahomes jersey. Mm -hmm. That's never going away because the popularity that we've combined these other two topics in, the Chiefs are the team of the NFL, the Chiefs are going to be dominant for quite some time, and you're going to lock this quarterback up for many, many years to come, and Mahomes isn't going to be anybody that you have to worry about their jersey going somewhere else because they're not going anywhere. I get it. It's not like Hosmer because baseball's different. There's a salary cap and – 
NFL. There's not in baseball, and they're going to go chase money, and that's just the way things go. But when it comes to Mahomes, 15 in red or white, whatever jersey you want, is going to be there for quite some time. And what do parents try to teach their kid? Investment. Worth. What is it going to be? Mahomes isn't going anywhere. You can get him a 15 jersey, and then you don't ever have to get him a jersey until they get to, like, 6'3". Right. I mean, that was, like, always the toughest part for me when I was looking to buy a Chiefs jersey right. like growing up in Kansas City is, like, okay, like, my dad would be, like, who's going to be here for a long time? Like, who's going to make this jersey actually worth yeah. it past the next two years so they're not replacing it? I mean, Mahomes is the easiest bet by far when right it comes now to that. Is. Yeah. But also just – Another thing is, like, the marketability of Patrick Mahomes. You know, you get the headband, you get the hair, you get the head and shoulders commercials. You got him on State Farm ads everywhere. And you got him on everything. Yeah. And not only that, but the demographic. He's young. He's 24 yeah, years he's old. He's young. It's insane. Like, like he, a lot of these guys on the team, too. You know, they're playing Fortnite. They're talking about it. Right. They're doing all this kind of stuff that relates to the kids. And then you get the adults from what he does on the field yeah. and how what he does in the community and just kind of his reputation overall. Like, it's not surprising at all yeah. that he's already taken over as the top jersey sales. And, I mean, it's probably going to be like this for a long, long time. I mean, I would assume if I had to throw a dart at it, I would assume it's probably going to be this way for at least the next five years. Yeah. The only way it changes is if, like, Baltimore goes to the Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson. But even, like, Lamar Jackson isn't as vocal or as sellable as Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick Mahomes is... So ungodly talented and so just perfect when it comes to marketing that like, and not only that, but like he does have like a different type of voice that you can then make that marketable. And the thing about right. Patrick Mahomes is, is that he knows how the market works. Like if you remember his rookie year or his first year as a starter, he was turning down endorsements left and right. And people are like, does he know what he's doing? And people are saying he knows exactly what he's doing because after that year happened, then Adidas and Oakley started calling. State Farm started calling. And eventually, the big conglomerate's going to call. You're going to see not Matthew McConaughey in the back of a Lincoln. You're going to see Patrick Mahomes in the back of a Lincoln. That's just the way it works. And when he's popular amongst parents and children and experts and the league, yeah, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think that's the key, too, Dusty, just real quick before the break. Like, you know, you can confidently say that Patrick Mahomes has got his stuff together and that he's raised right, right. and that you feel like Patrick Mahomes isn't going to get into any off-the-field trouble or anything that's going to damage his brand, right? It wouldn't seem so. It would be very, very shocking right. for that to happen. So it's a safe bet whether you're buying your kid a Mahomes jersey or whether you're one of these big companies you're like Oakley trying to give him a big sponsorship deal. It's a safe bet because you know that not only is he extremely talented, one of the biggest stars in the league, but he's not going to do anything to jeopardize that either. No, because he knows exactly where he wants to be. He has an end-all, be-all goal, and right now it's just going directly. Maybe it's not going as planned. Maybe it's going a little bit better. But you've got to think Mahomes isn't going anywhere anytime soon, and neither is that merchandise sales. I will tell you this. A lot of people hate giving out trophies to second place, but a lot of people love players from the past. Fifty consecutive hours of Kansas City content. Live on 610 Sports Radio. We are the guys from Out of Bounds that you can hear us on Saturday. In fact, you can hear us this Saturday on 610 Sports Radio. As we'll be live and local from noon until 3, I believe. I don't think K-State really debunks us this week. So Nick Price and myself will be on Saturday 
from 12 to 3 p.m. as we will be on this morning until 6 a.m. And the guys from Fesco will take over here on 610 Sports Radio. 50 consecutive sports radio talk on 610 Sports Radio. Um, It's been fun, but it's also been like a complete mind blank. Um, I don't mean blank as in like there's nothing there. As is, I mean, I would use a cuss word, but I'm on radio. Right. Um, I think the worst part about it was waking up to <laughs> waking up tonight at like 8 p.m. thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to work. So shout out to all of those dudes and ladies and people out there that do this graveyard type of shift stuff for a living. I get it. You probably get used to it after a week, but 48 straight hours of it with a combined total of sleep of about six is uh, is quite the interesting lifestyle that I didn't see coming. Yeah, what you're hearing is like our last two brain cells at work right now, but yes. we're bringing it for you. Like I have not as put best al- as we can. I have not put alcohol in my body um, no, for about ten days. Um, I'll stop there, but it's very fun. In a sick, twisted uh, type of way. Because I wouldn't be anywhere else right now except on these radio waves with you, with Nick Price, and trying to make my boss the happiest boss I can make him before stuff gets really tense uh, during Super Bowl week when everybody is out and about at Radio Row. I found this kind of interesting that if the Chiefs won a Super Bowl this year, there's a lot of people out there that are like, okay, if the Chiefs did win a Super Bowl, who of the past recent teams deserves a complimentary ring, right? Like you always see this type of story happen. Jamal Charles, does he deserve a ring? They retired his jersey this year. Or I'm sorry, they retired him as a chief this year. They gave him the one-day contract. So you can technically be like, well, it's kind of part of the team. You feel for Jamal. Um, The way he was kind of outed in Denver when he had like a few hundred yards left of incentives and they were like, we're just going to bench you the rest of the year to save some money. Thanks. Does Derek Johnson deserve a ring? You know, do you give him like a complimentary Super Bowl ring because of like his legacy with this team, even though part of that defense really isn't here that he was a part of. What about Derek Thomas's family? Like, do you maybe give like the widow of Derek Thomas a ring or do you give some of his kids a Super Bowl ring to be like, Hey, your dad's always going to be locked and shrined as a Kansas city legend. We just want to let you know that here's this for you. Um, you think about Will Shields, Brian waters, priest Holmes, guys like that, a, a name that could piss a lot of people off. Carl Peterson, mm-hmm. um, you know, for what he built, like you have to think about this. Like the chiefs have always been a dominant sports figure in the town of Kansas city. And they got there really in the early 90s with the help of Carl Peterson. Like, if it wasn't for Carl Peterson bringing in Marty Schottenheimer, who then would eventually we would get Marcus Allen in the Kansas City area, going and getting Joe Montana to give you, like, a run to the playoffs, getting to multiple playoff games, granted losing in heartbreaking fashion. But it just kind of makes you think. And it makes you wonder, like, what if there are any former Chiefs players that really deserve a ring. And I would assume that in my mind, it would either be somehow connected to the Derek Thomas family or somehow with like Derek Johnson. Those are like probably my two top ones. Maybe Jamal. I just, I don't know, man. Like Jamal was just like part of like the dark days 
and he doesn't really have a lot of lingering effects on this team other than that he signed the one-day contract. Dwayne Bow can get way the hell out of here with mm-hmm. his. But, like, Derek Johnson, I feel like you might have been able to brought bring him back as, like, a coach. He could have been a part of this team. Right. And maybe the Derek Thomas family. That's just where I kind of currently sit when, when it comes to, like, maybe giving a player of the past something of the future. And, again, the Chiefs still have to win a Super Bowl in order to do that. Quick segment as we turn this thing around. That's an hour in the books. As our shift and our night is almost over, as our watch will then end at 5.50-something, and then the guys from Fesco in the morning will take over as Ryan, Josh, and Bob will take over at 6 a.m. here on 610 Sports Radio. But you tend to root for the sweetheart. And Kansas City, Andy is that sweetheart. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.